The Successful Servant Leader Podcast is all about the pioneer woman on her unique journey of becoming and being who God has called her to be. The divine connection between the wealth mindset and success in every area of our lives can no longer be denied. Successful Servant Leader teaches us how to increase our confidence and strategically and effectively serve while in the pursuit of success in our lives, our faith, and our businesses. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, and welcome to the show. Hey, SSL fam, it is your girl, Victoria Grace, and welcome to another episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this movement. I am so glad that you are here. Give yourself a pat on the back for intentionally choosing to be a part of this conversation that will surely help all of us level up spiritually, personally, and professionally. Now, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Go ahead and make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever app you're listening on. You'll get a fresh episode on either the wealthy place, healthy behavior change, and current topics related to the modern day servant leader and pioneer every single week. Of course, you already know I have to say it. Happy new week. I pray that your last week was off the chain. Mine definitely was, and I am going to get y'all up to date. But if it wasn't off the chain for you, let's do what it takes this week to come together and make sure that it is different, okay? Today's BT is, I wholeheartedly put my trust in God, and I believe that my prayers are heard. Today's BT is based off of Mark 11 verse 24 and it says, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking to us. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I want you to stand firmly on this week's biblical truth. Believe that you have the power and the authority through Christ to mentally and physically align yourself with God's truth regularly and consistently, not just on occasion. You guys already know that we do consistent and daily biblical truths right over in our free community, Sisters in Pursuit. So if you would like to join us and you haven't already, click that link in the show notes or visit network.successfulservantleader.com. I only have two little drops of tea to spill this week. And the first one is a reminder to check the information in the show notes, you guys. I do a weekly power prayer call every single Wednesday and I have international access as well as American access and Nigerian access. So there is no excuse for you to not at the very least get in a power prayer call every single Wednesday, okay? That time with God is so important and I really just wanna keep reiterating it and invite you to join me every single Wednesday at the time. All that access information is available in the show notes. And then last but certainly not least, just to remind you, you guys know that I am a part of the largest Christian club on Clubhouse now. I am a moderator inside of Kingdom Business Network on Clubhouse. Their very first show, I believe, is Prophetic Planning Daily. Your girl will be live tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Sunday. 
but tomorrow is Monday and I will be a moderator tomorrow. So if you want to join me tomorrow or any other day this week to prophetically plan your day, then all you have to do is check out the information in the show notes. All right, so let's get right into episode three of this Dare to Pursue series, Move Out in Obedience. You guys, like I said, I am recording this on Sunday, April 24th. If you have been paying attention, if you've been in my email list, which is my tribe, you can join that at the link in the show notes as well, shameless plug. But if you've been paying attention to me at all, then you know yesterday, April 23rd, I did my very first live and in-person speaking engagement in Roanoke, Virginia at New Covenant Living Church. And oh my goodness, man, did they roll out the red carpet for me. I felt so much love and so much support. I felt just so honored to be there and to be able to be on this assignment and to be able to properly steward this assignment in the way that God called me to do that. And I said, it couldn't have been a coincidence that this particular podcast episode was scheduled to talk about obedience. Let me tell you that the enemy was coming up against me all week as well as the night before. I mean, it was a struggle, a literal struggle to even get to Roanoke, but also the host and the lovely, lovely, lovely minister and woman of God that invited me to come and speak at this conference in the first place. The enemy was not happy. The enemy was not happy that myself and Minister Quadira decided to move out in obedience. The enemy was upset, you guys. And just to make a long story short, I got on my flight Friday. I'm not even going to include everything that I went through throughout the week. But on Friday, my flight was booked to get there Friday evening and then, you know, enjoy and be a part of the event on Saturday and then come home today, which is Sunday on Friday. Got on my flight on time in Dallas, made it to Chicago, which I had an overlay. Um, If you don't know, if you're going to a place that is pretty small and Roanoke is a pretty small town, their airport, very small. So you're going to probably have a layover. It's the same way as every time we fly into Flint, which is why we never really fly into Flint when we go home, because the airport is so small, there's always going to be layovers. We usually fly into Detroit because it's only about an hour away, right? But when it comes to flying to Roanoke, the closest airport was not an hour away, okay? So anyway, let me tell y'all, fly good. My, My overlay was in Chicago, As soon as I land, I felt something instantly in my spirit. And mind you, beforehand, God had told me to pack light. He told me, do not check a bag. And so I did not. And I just, that was a struggle for me. If you're anything like me, then you overpack because you never know what to expect. And that's usually how I pack. But he was very adamant about packing light. So I did. Only had a personal item bag. And then I had my carry on size luggage. If I had checked a bag, it would have been over for me. I would not have had my outfit for the event because when I got to Chicago, my flight directly to Roanoke from Chicago was canceled. Yes, it was canceled. And when I tell you that none of the 
workers, the employees wanted to help me, the stewards or the stewardesses. I think I'm saying that correctly. They did not want to help me. And not only was I flustered at the fact that, OMG, there are no other flights from what I can see on my end. There are no other flights leaving from Chicago to Roanoke. There's no other way for me to get there. I could always buy this other flight with another airline to get there. However, that was about $650, which you girl does not have. And that's not something that I wanted to ask Minister Q or anybody at the church about either. I'm just like, okay, God, what's going on here? What are we about to do? So as I am trying my best to diligently find an alternative flight out of Chicago to Roanoke, I am not finding anything. And the only other option was to leave on Saturday at 6.50 p.m. from Chicago. Now, first things first, I'm in Chicago. I don't live in Chicago. I don't have money to get a room You know, this is already being an inconvenience. Secondly, the event starts at 11 a.m. Saturday. So that is out of the question. And at that point, the thought started to come to my head. Okay, am I just going home, God? Because at this point, they have no other flights. And not to mention, the enemy was literally coming up against Minister Quadera and myself being able to even contact each other. Every time I would call her, It just would not go through from my phone to her phone. And so the only way God brought it to my remembrance, like, oh, try calling her on Facebook Messenger. And we were able to get into contact that way. So before I even got into contact with her, though, God literally sent an angel who just so happened to have the same last name as me, a black woman, cute braids, eating a Twix. She came up to me and she said something along the lines of why you look like that or like, why is your lip poked out or why do you look upset? And I said, you know, I'm just frustrated because none of the stewardesses want to help me figure out how to find a new flight. And she responded, well, it's not like you're preaching tomorrow or something, is it? And I said, well, I'm not necessarily preaching, but I'm actually literally supposed to be somewhere tomorrow to speak at a church. And she said, oh, well, we have to figure out how we're going to get you to that church, period. And I said, Okay, girl, let's see what you can do because none of your other coworkers, and mind you, she worked for the same airline. None of her other coworkers were trying to help me. They just said, go to the kiosk or you have to call. And every time I would go to the kiosk, it either wasn't working for me. The line was backed up. And every time I tried to call, it was not going through and I was not able to get through to an operator. So that was my other dilemma. And whenever I would look up on my end, there were no other flights. There was one other flight that was leaving, but it was supposed to leave at 10 o'clock p.m., right? And it was canceled. So there was no way to get to Roanoke that night, period. So she is helping me out and she's like, yeah, this is not, she's trying to help me on my phone and she sees where I'm having trouble. So she takes me to the stewardess that I originally went to, who basically snapped at me and said, go check the kiosk. She was not having it with me and she was not trying to help me. She took me back to her and she said, can we please help this young lady? She has a speaking engagement tomorrow and we need to make sure that she gets to her speaking engagement. Her flight was canceled. And so I'm assuming because, you know, 
the woman had she was she worked for American Airlines. The other stewardess was like, "Okay, let me go ahead and see what I can do to help." And so, long story short, she found me a flight. The only flight that was available was from Chicago to Washington D.C. So, y'all, your girl had never even been to D.C. before, but now I can say I've been to D.C. I was in them D.C. streets for a little bit. Okay, I was in the streets for a little bit. But just a little bit. And then I had to go. But mind you guys, DC is three and a half hours from Roanoke. Okay. Three and a half hours from Roanoke. So long story short, Minister Q made the drive to come and pick me up. We drove, she drove there. So she did that that night. Almost seven hours on the road. I would say, yeah, seven hours, three and a half hours each way. Seven hours on the road. I... God is just so good. He sent his angel. Did I mention that the woman, the black woman, Braids Slade, okay, she worked for the airline. I'm going to just say the airline was United Airlines. So just in case, I don't know if she might ever find this episode. I am so grateful to you. I'm so grateful that God sent you my way because she told me in general, she said the enemy doesn't want you to speak. And I don't know what you're speaking about, but you have to get there and you have to speak. And that was her reasoning for helping me. It was a beautiful, beautiful exchange. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. I don't even recall if I got her first name, but the only reason that I know that we had the same last name, you guys know that my maiden name is Rogers, was because she was watching me type my name and my confirmation number into the app, the United website to try to figure out you know, what I could do next. And so she said, my last name is Rogers too. And I said... This cannot be a coincidence. You guys know I do not believe in coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. And I do believe that God sent her my way that she just so happened to be walking down the hallway at that particular moment in time. Something compelled her to speak to me and it went from there. And I knew that she was a woman of God. God sent her because she was so adamant about the fact that the enemy did not want me to speak. The enemy did not want me to speak. Okay. She said it multiple times and she even said it to the stewardess who, I mean, you don't, you can't just look at somebody and say that they're a Christian or not, but you know, she said, this woman has to speak tomorrow. She has to speak at a church and she has a word from God that somebody needs to hear. This is her talking to the stewardess, her coworker who also works for the airline. And it was just a beautiful experience. They booked me on that flight to D.C. That was the only option. It was three hours away. And not only that, but Minister Quadira had warfare the entire week. And she said it herself as well that she could feel something going on that day in the spirit realm. But she stayed in communion with God all day. And so if it had been earlier in the day and had we allowed our flesh to say, you know what? Maybe it's not safe for you to come, right? Because the reason that my flight was canceled was because of severe thunderstorms. And so that's why my flight was canceled. And so if both myself and Minister Quadira listen to our flesh, right? Because I'm like, if they canceled the flight, it must be a reason, right? So I immediately went to God and said, okay, God, it must be a reason they canceled the flight. It must not be safe for me to go. It must be something going on. It's a reason. And when 
I almost gave up because I was frustrated trying to get in contact with people. And then Miss Rogers was walking down that corridor and she spoke to me. I said, okay, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to do whatever I can to keep trying. And Minister Quadira said the same thing. Like, I could have just said, you know what? Maybe it's not safe for you to come. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. And something in her, the Holy Spirit in her said, no, get on the road. She already booked the, well, she actually didn't even have a choice because by the time I finally was able to get a hold of her on Facebook Messenger, I had, the woman had already booked the flight for me to go to Washington. And so she says she's so happy that that flight was already booked because she had been going through so much spiritual warfare. She might've just told me to book a flight back home because that would have been my only option pretty much to make sure at least I got back home safely. And so the enemy was busy. He was so busy. He tried it. But because we moved out in obedience, we had an amazing time in God yesterday. It was so amazing. Oh my goodness. That's all I can say. When I get the recording, I will be sharing that with you guys. Well, I'll be sharing that with Sisters in Pursuit first. So you already know if you want access to the conference, you'll have to be inside of Sisters in Pursuit. You guys know that it's free to join. So if you haven't joined already, I don't know what you're waiting for, sis. Go ahead and join. But if myself and Minister Quadir had not moved out in faith, I'm sorry, moved out in obedience, regardless of what our flesh wanted to do, regardless of what the world said we should do, regardless of what the world said wasn't safe, regardless, we would not have been able to complete the assignment that God had for us. And it was imperative because each and each and every one of us were on our own unique pursuits. You guys know that Minister Quadira is on her own pursuit and me, Victoria Grace, I'm on my own pursuit. I had to walk out and move out in obedience and complete this assignment because something to me said, well, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe it's not meant to be. And that was you know, I was going through my own little warfare all week. And this was Minister Cardera's first event. And we both know for a fact that completing this assignment, this particular task was a stepping stone in our relationship with God and advancing to the new territory that he has for us. So like I said before, I know for a fact that it is not a coincidence that today's topic is moving out in obedience. What we have to understand is that there are going to be tests, there are going to be trials, but the assignments still need to be completed. Did you hear me? There are going to be tests, there are going to be trials, but the assignment still needs to be completed. God has called each and every one of us to more. You guys know I always share that song. I literally shared it on Friday before I left to get on that flight. And the enemy was probably mad that I shared that email, but I shared the email and told you guys to go ahead and listen to Yes. The song is called Yes by Shekinah Glory Ministries. If you don't get my emails, you need to get in on my email list. I don't know what you're doing. Get on that email list. Go and listen to the song Yes by Shekinah Glory Ministries. We think that what God wants from us is so surface level because that's what we, that's all that we have. And that's all that we think that we can give. But what God really wants from us is trust and obedience and friendship. All he wants us to do is listen and everything else will divinely follow. When you complete assignments through 
tests and trials, you thicken your skin. You hire, you go up into a higher rank in the spirit realm. You take yourself to new levels of territory and dimensions. I hope y'all really are understanding that. Minister Quadira, I can't really speak on her pursuit too much and I am going to definitely have her on the show, but she already knows what completing that assignment means for her. I know what completing that assignment means for me. I mean, I have an idea. We both have an idea. Our minds will never be able to wrap around the completeness and the wholeness of what God has in store for us. But I know that you understand what I'm saying. Just because something gets hard, just because with your natural eye, it looks like it's not supposed to happen. That doesn't mean that you do everything that you can to complete that assignment and whatever it is that God has called you to do. And so with that backstory, I hope you guys enjoyed it and everything that I've said here. We're going to jump right into commanding and winning your morning, the daily devotional by Cindy Trim. You guys already know this is where we are for this series. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 17 through 18, the message version. It says, by faith, Abraham at the time of testing offered Isaac back to God, acting in faith. He was as ready to return the promised son, his only son, as he had been to receive him. And this after he had already been told, quote unquote, your descendants shall come from Isaac. Do you guys understand what we just read here? God had already told Abraham, your descendants shall come from Isaac. God had already had Abraham wait nearly a hundred years to even have Isaac, his first son. And then God tests Abraham and says, offer your son to me. And as we know, that is what Abraham attempted to do without any question of God. You have to have some reverence, some trust, and some real fear of the Lord to be like, I know that when I, after I take my son to the top of this mountain, I will come back down with him. I believe he even told Isaac that when we get up there, God will give us a sacrifice because Isaac walking up there, you know, he says, father, where is the sacrifice? Like, where is the animal that we will be sacrificing to God? Not knowing that God had told Abraham to sacrifice him, right? You have to have some fear of the Lord for sure, but also trust in the Lord because he had already told him that his descendants would come from Isaac. And that just really takes me back to every decision we make. We have no idea how imperative it is to be intentional about every decision that we make because it directly, directly affects our lineage, our wombs, and those who are going to come after us, whether it be next year or 100, 200, 400 years from now. I don't understand why in this day and age we live for today. Of course, the Bible does tell us to not worry about tomorrow. That's not what I'm saying at all. We should never be worrying, but we should be intentional about the decisions that we make. We should be intentional about our prayer lives. We should be intentional about being obedient to what it is that God has called us to do and the assignments that he has given us because you don't realize that not completing an assignment is now detrimental 
to your future. It's now detrimental to your children's future. But completing an assignment, you guys know, you may or may not know, you should go back and read it. But after he was about to sacrifice his son and the angel showed up and told him to stop and not to harm the boy, God immediately told him that your descendants shall be as numerous as the stars. Not just that your descendants will come from Isaac, but they shall be as numerous as the stars. God already knew the plan that he had in place. It was just up to Abraham to make the intentional decision to be obedient to what God had already told him at first, right? And believe what God had already told him at first, but then continue about his pursuit, his journey and being obedient and just trusting in whatever God told him to do and that trusting that things will be okay. So our devotional says, God said he wanted Abraham to sacrifice his most precious treasure, his son, Isaac, as they moved toward the place of sacrifice, as Abraham lifted his hand to carry out God's instructions, there appeared a ram caught in the thicket. God provided the alternative, but not until Abraham moved out in obedience. The provision would not have appeared had Abraham not taken the first step. Many times God is expecting the corresponding action from us in order to bring these things to pass. What are you doing to prepare for the thing you have been declaring and believing for? How do your actions correspond to your belief that a certain event will come to pass as a result of the integrity of God's word? I don't think I need to add anything else to that. It literally, it is there plain as day. Make sure that you guys go back and check out Hebrews chapter 11. Man, with every step along this pursuit, with every new assignment, God is just showing me first and foremost that obedience is better than sacrifice. And every time I move out in obedience, he will always give an alternative. He will always provide. He will always give that provision that I need. Whatever the case may be, he always falls through. He always has my back. And the more obedient that I am, the more he shows himself to me. The more I experience Jesus's wealthy place. Y'all, I just cannot really say and put into words how the event went yesterday and how everybody was so loving and welcoming. And I had no idea what to expect. I had never been to Roanoke, Virginia before. I mean, the place was beautiful. I had never been to Virginia, West Virginia. I've never, I've been to Florida and I've been to Georgia. And then I've been to New York and I've been to New Jersey. And even then, you know, God's beauty is jaw dropping in Roanoke, Virginia. I've been to California and I've been to Phoenix and I've been able to see where the land is not that flat. And maybe, you know, for me, you guys might be like, well, that's just not that important. Like, come on now, you know. Mountainous regions are everywhere, but for somebody who has never grown up in a mountainous region and now for somebody who lives in such a flat area, Dallas is very flat, seeing God's work of art in that place and just having such peace while being there, even though coming into that place, the enemy tried to just throw in such turmoil. And I don't even think I mentioned, but not only were we three hours away from Roanoke, but I didn't land in DC until almost 11 PM. And we didn't leave until uh, after 12. 
So we did not get back to Roanoke until five in the morning. And that is a whole nother ordeal that the enemy threw our way. But we did not make it back until 5 a.m. And then we had to be up and ready to present and to carry out the assignment at 11 a.m. And your girl killed it by the grace of God. Okay. And your girl, her face was beat, did my own makeup. And God is just allowing me the grace to truly be able to toot my own horn a little bit. And I think that I don't do it enough. And just sitting there listening to them read my bio was just so humbling because I've come such a long way and I'm so grateful to God for that. And so I'm going to leave us there and I'm going to pray the prayer and then I'm going to leave the rest to you. How is God calling you to move out in obedience today? What area of your life are you lacking surrenderance? Where where are you not surrendering? Where are you choosing to be hard-headed? I want you to do a mirror check this week. Do a heart check, of course, check that heart posture and then do a mirror check and ask yourself the hard questions because the series isn't over. We're coming back next week for more and I'm so excited. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for every single person connected to the successful servant leader community. I thank you for every single individual inside of Sisters in Pursuit. I thank you, Lord Jesus, in advance for everything that you're going to do in their lives, everything that you have made them promises for, and everything that they have no idea what you're going to do. Today, Father God, we've learned a lesson in moving out in obedience. We've learned about how Abraham, your servant, your called one, came and moved out in obedience. We thank you, Father God, for the hearing and the reading of your word. We thank you that it's not going to go into one ear and out the other. We thank you, God, that we actually have revelation on this matter today. We thank you, God, for how faithful you are. We thank you, God, for how protective you are of us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in advance. Hallelujah. We repent, Father God, for every sin known and unknown in the mighty name of Jesus. And we just reject and renounce every single soul tie, every single generational curse, every single weapon that the enemy has trying to throw our way. We just reject and renounce any demonic covenants and agreements that we've made knowingly and unknowingly. And we declare and decree today that we are going to move out in obedience. We're going to trust you. We're going to believe in you and we're going to have faith. Even if it's just the size of a mustard seed, we're going to move out in obedience to the faithful. You show your faithfulness. So I will be faithful to you. We will be faithful to you and your word, Father God. We will obey your instructions. You have shown yourself faithful time and time again in our lives and in every situation. So we declare and decree today that we will trust you even when we don't understand what you're doing. We will follow you without complaint. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
That concludes this episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast. If you haven't already, please go ahead and rate the show in whatever app you're using. Not only do I want you to subscribe because it helps the analytics, but also rate the show because that even helps us get in front of other individuals who need the word of God in their life. Rate the show if you love the show. Let me know um, via email if you have any questions that you would like answered on the show. All of that information is in the show notes. And I think that's it. I love you guys so much. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast.